0: Steve. it's it, Happy spring,
1: Steve. Happy spring. Yeah, we're what? Three or four days in? Several days in?
0: I'm, are you wearing... I'm wearing shorts. Are you wearing shorts? I am indeed wearing shorts. Look at that. Look at that. I, I love... Must be spring. I love shorts and hoodie season. I think it is the best season for male clothing. And that's what this podcast is all about. Male clothing. There you go. Welcome oh, wow. The, the, the Stuff People... Summer Says podcast all about clothing. Just kidding. It's not. But it's also with Steve, with my, with Steve my co-host, Steve. which is yes. not
1: does not know anything about clothing. If my daughters heard me and the word clothing came out, they know yeah. it's going to be a car wreck. So
0: there are multiple people that are <laughs> laughing right now, imagining me talking about clothing. So we are not going to talk about clothing on this podcast. Um, but we are going to talk about a couple of different things, Steve. Um, first off, we're going to talk about the the controversy surrounding the NCAA women's tournament uh, basketball tournament. Um, and that, that video that's kind of been rotating around. Um, and then we're going to talk about the men's tournament, and I have a, I kind of have a question there. That's kind of more where we're going to talk about the men's tournament. And then I have a question, or a big segment today. I have a, a very simple question that I, I want to hear your answer on. Um, we'll save what the question is so that people keep listening to, to hear what the question is. And then also, old guy, young guy, I literally just came up with about five minutes ago, so I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. I hope it's a good topic.
1: I can't wait. Okay. Um,
0: I probably should have had a little bit more research prepared on this, but earlier last week, um, at this point now, uh, there was a video going around TikTok, and uh, just really the internet, um, of kind of showing the discrepancies and the difference between what the men get and what the women get when it comes to the NCAA tournament and their pseudo-bubbles. The men, of course, are in the greater Indianapolis area, both Big Ten schools and Butler and all over the place, and the women are in the San Antonio area utilizing pretty much all of the facilities down there, um, including the Alamo Dome. Um, But in the video... the, the biggest contrast was, there, there were two that I saw that that have since come out and, and stuck out to me. The first one was the weight rooms. The men's weight room looked like a beautiful gym inside of a, a hotel ballroom, and I think, I kid you not, I think I had a better weight setup with my massive muscles than what the women had, which was literally a single rack of of, of gym equipment and Some towels, basically, and then I was like, I was like, all right, like that's kind of weird. Maybe we're not getting the full story here. And then I saw somebody post a picture of the all of the items that the men men get and all of the items that the women get, and the men were getting double the basically the double the amount of items. Um, There were they were they looked like they were higher quality and much better branded and, and, and. better produced than what the women were getting. And this was kind of like what the players get. Like this is like their like little swag bags. Mm-hmm. It would be like when Penn State goes to a bowl and they get like four PlayStations a, a player or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I think this has kind of developed into a larger conversation. Some some years this happens and some years it doesn't. But I, I do agree with a lot of people out here right now basically saying why the discrepancy like why the difference i think the biggest reason is unfortunately that the men's tournament brings in so much money um that it is getting kind of second fiddle but at the exact same time doesn't make any sense and here's why it doesn't make any sense to me when it comes to the ncaa their whole thing is about this fairness quote-unquote fairness and people following the rules and, and following certain protocols and things like that and you know, recruits can't get money, and player athletes can't get money. But if you are going to give them free things and give them access to the to, to items, when when it comes down to it, it does need to be balanced. It's it's just that there's the whole reason why why Title Nine is in there. There's the whole reason why a, a lot of you know the roles that are the way they are, so that women are not kind of prejudiced against uh, when it when it comes to little things like this that that make a big difference. I think the other biggest difference here, and then I'll, I'll shut up and let you talk, mm-hmm. is one thing that's always driven me very crazy about the NCAA is their branding around March Madness. So March Madness, much like the Super Bowl, it, it's kind of its own thing. Like You can't refer to anything else as March Madness except for the men's tournament. But why not put it on the win- women's tournament, too? There's the same number of teams. There's the same number – not the same number of upsets, but there's – Still, as many upsets, there's still buzzer beaters, there's still crazy things that happen. I, I don't know, I just I'll shut up and let you talk
1: now. No, no, I, I it boils down to me, and I've thought a lot about it and read some about it because you know why I'd be informed. Um, but the, the first thing I saw was, was, the, was the video, and, and, and as you're scrolling through your feed really quickly, that little rack of, of dumbbells. I'm like, why is there like Lincoln Logs and wherever this is that they're taking this picture of? Like, why am I seeing picture of Lincoln Logs? It just didn't make sense to me. And then I looked at, I'm like, okay, this is the way. It's oh, okay, they did this. Oh wow, they did that. Um, and it's a self-inflicted thing by the NCAA. Yeah. I mean, I have no sympathy for them, but because they sh- they should have planned this out. That there are women in positions of power who perhaps they weren't listened to, perhaps. It is a sheer money thing, and they said, look, the men make this much money. We're going to invest in this, and the women do this, and we're not going to. But it's just, it, it, it boils down to two things for me. It's short-sighted because there's an opportunity there. Sell both tournaments to your sponsors. D- do, you know, get the deal with Dix or or whoever, the Capital One that's doing the great commercials that they always do, or whatever else, and, and oh, use it, use it for that? both. There we go. Yeah, use, use the sales for both. Sell the responsibility. Sell your, your sponsors on both tournaments. Um, let them have all that potential place for their things to be seen. Treat it the same because it's the right thing to do beyond the money. But what happens, I think, with the money is because they don't want to spend on the women, they spend on the men, and they also spend on themselves. The NCAA is kind of like some Division One. Athletic institutions, some closer to home than others for us that have layers and layers of people who have a title and are making money off the backs of these kids And it, it just doesn't seem right and it's not hard, but it, there's clearly a lack of A lack, clearly a lack of effort for the women in terms of how they market and even like the on-court brands like even in Indianapolis They've got all these courts right that are with the NCAA brand and, and everything else and they all look the same And that's good if sterile. The women, you know, you can tell they're at North Texas or they're at UT or wherever they are. And that's kind of endearing, but it's certainly not the same. And I don't understand why that effort's different. I mean, I'd I'd be okay with endearing for the men. Show me where they're playing. Let me see the logos on on IU's court if that's where they're playing or whatever else. Um, And even as petty as the naming of the regions, right? The men are still a nationwide competition you know, in a, in a subtle way, because we have a north, south, whatever the regions are, Midwest, whatever. The women have like the Alamo region, the, you know, whatever the Texas regions are, they call them. And, and there's a there's a subtleness of less that goes with that, along with a not so subtle. We can't figure out how to get you gym equipment. But God, if somebody would have just asked, the sponsor would have stepped up because that's what happened here. People said, let's help, let's help you do that. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. And I don't I, understand why they don't do that. I feel like that happens all too often with with women's sports too and I know we're two dudes just sitting here talking about women's sports but I, I do feel like that does happen with uh, women's hockey especially it's like it's like oh well and then all of a sudden hey we'll we'll pay you like we'll, we'll, we'll secret I, I know secret is like the the
1: uh,
0: uh, what's it deodorant brand they, they're they're big into the supporting women's sports. Because they're smart, because they know that women need deodorant when they're playing sports, too, much like men do, and it's a un, you know a way to market your product. But they're they're paying these athletes that what they deserve to be paid. Um,
1: no, I think the NCA is a little different. For me, the NCA this NCA situation is a little different than say the national proceed national women's soccer league stuff, or okay. maybe even the, the men's and women's national soccer teams. Um, okay. Although they're still a federate. I mean, I think the NCA stuff should be equal it's the right thing to do sell it for the sponsor but there's a part too on the business side when you get to the pro sports or even the international stuff that you've worked a deal you know what you think it's going to be worth and 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 if they're not bringing as much money or people aren't watching it it's hard to make the bottom line work so so i think the athletes probably do have to have an understanding as long as the other folks are transparent about what they're doing but like if you're not bringing in the revenue we, we can't afford you to pay this we can't afford to pay you the same um, so that that kind of stuff is always interesting to me um, but I, I think if you just if you're not short-sighted and you're not greedy and you go about it the right way, I think you can' put both parties in a position to succeed and that just clearly it's didn't happen here yet. and you opened yourself up to get beat up for no reason on social media and every other place
0: Yeah, it's not that it really it's, it's not that it it's, it's just not that hard I mean I think even even with I can understand I can understand to a degree you maybe aren't I don't know what a a basketball I mean it still is the NCAA and they have oodles and oodles of money it's not like they have a money problem but like I don't know what those courts cost but I could understand you know maybe using the, the home court for whatever university or whatever facility you're playing at as opposed to bringing one of these specific branded ones in but, like, it's little things on the back end, like like the weight room, that, that just doesn't make sense. Like, th- these athletes train just as hard as the men do. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's not any different. And even at Penn State, like, I would hope and I would assume that for the most part, everybody's got the same similar access. Like, I know that the women's hockey team has the same access to the weight room as the men's hockey team type thing and, and, and things like that.
1: I I think this is the start of, not the start. I think this is an example of things that will continue as we move into name, image, license stuff at the college level and some other things. I appreciate Olympic sport or non revenue sport or whatever the term is you want to use might not have the opportunities for those things. And and I think those lines will get blurred and a kid will say, hey, I don't have what they have in that sport. And, And we'll lose the nuance of they might have more revenue or whatever else. But I think this calling out on social media stuff will will continue it worked here um and that's not meant that, that it worked that it got the system got worked it, it it had the effect it was supposed to have i think we'll see this happen at other colleges other events other other schools and, and, and male and female and whatever else in the coming years again i mean and a, I, a, a because it works and b because somebody's going to be dumb enough to allow it to happen by not yeah. preparing and being equal to begin with
0: that's true i i think The other thing that I think about with this is, like, it would be one thing if this was men's basketball versus women's rugby. Sure. Like, that's a little bit different because, again, like, it's some schools, I would assume that UConn probably, their women's team probably brings in just as much money, if not more money than the men do up there. You know, so it's not like it's not a revenue-producing sport. But... it all boils down to the fact that there's no reason that you can't call the tournament the women Women's March Madness. You, 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 or just call it March Madness, whatever you want to call it. It's just not hard. It's really not. I don't know.
1: Exactly. I agree.
0: All right. Uh, Steve, you, you told me a couple things you, uh, you did this weekend. One thing you didn't mention, but I, I would assume you did, was watch basketball. Did you watch basketball
1: this week? I watched week? a little bit of basketball, not as much Saturday as Sunday. But, yeah, I watched, it's, it's the NCAA tournament time, right? So you watch basketball. So, yeah, I, got, I caught some games. I found out that the Big Ten isn't as good as everybody was telling me it was, and I was skewed by watching games as Big Ten teams beat up on my team and thought they were better than they were. So, yeah, it was a, it was a tough weekend that way in the bracket for sure.
0: Um, before we dive into our larger conversation, I, I, will, I would like to know your thoughts on this now that it's happened because we did talk about this last week. I don't know about you, but I definitely prefer the Friday through Monday format as opposed to the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday format.
1: Yeah, I thought it. I thought it worked. I mean, I, and I, I would be interested. I didn't dig in and, and look at viewership numbers or, or ratings from a couple of places. I usually check stuff out, but I, I thought it worked. I thought it, and I think they're going to find that out, and I think they're going to appreciate the day that they get that first week. To, to, to make stuff happen from when conference tournaments are named and whatever else. Like next year, I think they're going to appreciate that day. I appreciate – I understand you lose a day on the following weekend, but you have fewer teams then. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we talked about stuff that's going to happen in the pandemic in return, that this is what the first weekend of the NCAA tournament looks like going forward.
0: Yeah, I think this is just much better. Um, okay. All right. So the one thing that I was thinking about as I was consuming – oodles and oodles of basketball because I think I've I watched I don't want to say I watched a bit of every single game but I would say of the thirty two well I guess thirty six opening games I watched thirty of them mm-hmm. parts of thirty of them and then be six so be sixteen games between and I probably I watched pretty much a hundred percent of those so forty eight ish ish mm-hmm. basketball games in between there if my mental mm-hmm. math is correct um, the one thing that, that stuck out to me is how good the product is for Turner and CBS that they, they bring during the, the NCAA men's tournament I think the best things that they do about it actually don't happen during the games it's the studio panels that they have mm-hmm. I think both the CBS and the, the Turner one with Ernie and usually Charles Barkley and, and a couple other guys, that one is, they're, they're just very good halftime shows. Like, I, I find them just as entertaining as the game, and, like, I stick around to watch them mm-hmm. a little bit longer than I would if it was just a random college basketball game on a Tuesday night. And it It made me ask this question to myself out loud. What's the best produced sporting event every year? like it's, it's got to be an, an annual or I will take the Olympics so quad annual event what it, or World Cup uh, what is the best produced sports television event in your mind
1: I want to I, I feel like this is a leading question that I should say the tournament um, I also feel like it would be easy to say the Super Bowl but uh, my caveat and I'm not going to say the Super Bowl and I'll talk out loud to my reasoning is that it never, it, it's hard for it to meet expectations because so many people are watching and so many people are focused on it from a media thing and nitpick it and you gotta get a presidential interview in there and you're gonna do whatever else and it's commercials. I think that's easy to critique and it's kind of maybe overproduced even though the produce, production team say we're just focused on the game. I think that's tough. Um, it may be March Madness just cause there's so much to it and it's, it works. Um, it's a model that's been working you know for years you know, thirty years, forty years of the games jumping around, and they and now they, you know, through the years they've figured out how to make the games work so you get game endings and you can. There's not as much up against each other if you don't want it to be. Um, and I think this year, March Madness, the lack of fans, as many fans as noticeable, but but some technology has trickled down from what would Hold be on a second, year. Cut out. Um, this year, te- technology for the March Madness has trickled down from what would be the Final Four. And national championship game to these arenas because the arenas aren't changing right so they can put in certain cameras or the camera that slides along the sideline and those kind of things because they're not going to be leaving these arenas for a couple weeks in, in certain instances so i i it might be march madness uh, i don't know i mean the world series i don't think about that as a production thing
0: no like the world series there's no it's not a must-see event. Like, right. To, I mean, not that it's it's it is, but it's it's like if I miss a game of the World Series, like I I won't lose sleep over it, unless right. like for some reason the Pittsburgh Pirates got incredibly good and got there. Uh, I've been thinking about this all day actually because it, I uh, so I think some of it might be recency bias. Yes, it it could be March Madness let me just throw out a couple other events
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think I think CBS does a wonderful job with the Masters I think the Masters is, yeah. is poetic television um, there's very rarely very rarely any screw ups um, I think the same thing with March Madness Like, there's never really any weird shots or anything like that or people caught picking their nose other than jim beheim occasionally um the other ones that come to mind i don't I, I really don't think like the any of the playoffs are that great uh cuz uh, like you're kind of not that you're not watching it for the production value but you're not you're not getting the mystique out mm-hmm. of the event that you're getting from March Madness or the masters um, because they change location, I think, I think the only other one that, depending on the year, comes down to it, and a lot of it just depends, on, is is the Rose Bowl for me. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only other sporting event that can kind of hold. That's and that the interesting thing about that is it's a single event that can hold a candle to the these events that's four days, and then the other one that is basically an entire month.
1: Yeah, and I think with the masters, and it'd be, gosh, it'd be interesting to talk to somebody about that, about how much pressure they have, or is it easier in some ways, poetic is a great word that you use, because that that broadcast is, I don't know if it's limited, but it, it certainly feels like it's limited in some ways from a viewer, because they're going to be patrons, it's going to be reverence, it's going to be all of that is is, you know augusta this you know you hear the angels singing in the background the birds chirping i don't know if they feel hamstrung by that or if it's just everybody's so all in on that storyline that that's what makes it work every year or if they're scared that they're going to get it taken away from them because it's always a year-to-year contract that, that 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 they focus on that and that's why there's never anybody picking their nose or doing something stupid um but yeah i think that because you know what you're getting there. Like, and that's the thing. It, yeah. It's comfortable and, and exciting and entertaining, but you know what you're getting. Um, so, yeah, maybe, maybe so in some ways. And with the tournament, you know, you're going to get the side stories that, they, you know, whether it's Sister Jean or something else, that they can treat okay and not lose sight of the games, and the games themselves still mean so much. And so many yeah. of them happen at the same time. There's winners and losers, and there's a couple of them every day. And by the time it, there's only one one in a day... Then the season's over so there's right. always that that meaningfulness that comes with this thing
0: right the other the other, as I'm just sitting here the other couple of events I I don't think that the Olympics like I think the Olympics there's almost too much of like mm-hmm. the, there's just a lot especially now maybe a few years ago eh, but with the event of, of NBC getting all of it, like getting all of it and having it all on every single channel a little. Little much. Um, the the one that comes off the top of my head that might surprise you because it's a little out of left field, the Little League World Series.
1: I was gonna say that actually.
0: I think so. I, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever been to Williamsport. A few summers ago, for an internship, I covered the Little League World Series for Little League, like through for like right for their website, and. That opened my eyes to like the ESPN side of it and how what they do and like how they get involved, and you might not see that in the broadcast, but like it is very cool when kids get to meet Nomar or whoever it is, like whatever former player comes up, and I think I think they do a good job of kind of showing that, uh, showing the the fun and the youthness of the Little League World Series with all that they do. So that would be my other. Be my other one that I would throw on that list, but I, 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 I still think March Madness is number one for
1: me. Yeah, and I think literally, God, it's funny. I was, I thought about that, and I'm trying to think of the word if if the Masters is poetic, the World Series is, is joyful or childlike, and yeah. they're all in on that. Like, they're all, and it is that that's the story they're going to tell, and everything's going to come down to that. And I actually grew up about 10 miles from there, so Summers would be there um like football football two a days would be the football morning practice go to south side hang out on the on the on the bleachers outside on the grass and then go back to the second two a day in the afternoon and then i covered it for years and whatever else so there is a but there's a rev not a reverence they bring to it because it's not it's a fun it's a child like hey we're gonna have some energy with this the kids are going to do some goofy things and they, the, they
0: take it serious but not too serious right I think that's what it is. I think like they they know that they know that these kids have worked their butts to get off to get there, but they also know they're little ears Like, and I think that was kind of, for me, I, I think I've always enjoyed that about
1: it. Yeah, and the dimensions and the access of the place make it work great for television because you're right in their face for everything because the field's smaller, right? And you're gonna Hold on, get you out. like. Hold on, let's see. All right, you're back. And you're right, you're right in their face for everything. The dimensions, of the field. And the way the, the angles are set up, you're going to be able to see reactions. You're going to be able to see the dugouts. You know, you're, you're going to be able to see that kid who cries on the first day because he did something wrong mm-hmm. or it didn't work out. And, and, and you feel for them, and you can get engaged with it as a viewer. So it works that way, too.
0: Even the the microphones, I think that's been the biggest ad, like invention, I guess, that's really helped that out is, like, they'll mic up a coach now, and the coach you'll hear the coach, like, give a passionate speech or say something like, any little league coach has ever said to like a kid, their kid like playing little league, like, "Did yeah. you see that funny thing that just happened?" Type thing, as opposed to stressing out about the game.
1: Right. Um, Except when you know it's cool, when it's quiet and you don't hear the coach, you know he's yelling at the kids.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's cool. true. That's true. All right. Um. Anything else?
1: No, I think we hit them all. That's good stuff. Okay. We got Rose Bowl, World Series, Little League World Series. I mean, tournament. That's good stuff.
0: All right. Our next topic goes kind of hand in hand with. Our last topic, and this is something that I have been thinking about also a lot lately. The simple question is this, Steve: What's the best month for sports?
1: Sports, all of them, right? So again, I feel so, like another yeah. leading question because I got seasons going on at multiple times. I got whatever, you know. Um.
0: You, actually, let's run through the CAC. Let's let's run through the calendar and eliminate some, uh, shall uh, we? Okay. Sure. All right. January, you really only have college football, the end of college football, and a little bit of, uh, of like the NHL will have like the Winter Classic. But other than that, there's not a lot to get me get me going
1: there. So we're so, we're it's it's all post. So postseason is weighted heavily in making a best. Well, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. just checking, just making the checking yeah. for the rubric. Okay.
0: Cause like I feel like most of college bowl season now actually happens in December.
1: Yep. Okay. Okay.
0: So. February, February I think, would be the worst sports month, or one of the worst. I don't really yeah. like have anything,
1: right? No, yeah. Daytona 500, but right, yep.
0: But, like, I feel like, I don't know. I, yep. I feel like the Daytona 500 has lost its mystique. Right,
1: no, I agree, I agree. All right, March. We'll come back to
0: March, because I think it's in contention.
1: <laughs> it gets a bye in the discussions. Um, March, March draws a first-round bye.
0: April, you have the Masters, and then like the Final Four, the end of the Final Four, and the Masters.
1: Start a baseball season.
0: Start a baseball season. Oh wow, it might be April. Um, and then you've also got the NHL playoffs, mm-hmm. the start of the NHL playoffs, and NBA playoffs. May. May.
1: Kentucky Derby.
0: Kentucky Derby. That's
1: yeah. Indy five hundred. Yeah. And um, NHL
0: playoffs
1: right okay probably some golf tournament <laughs> and some golf fan that's listening this morning, like you guys suck uh, right
0: no because I I don't think the US Open still no June's
1: US Open because it's Father's Day weekend yeah um,
0: okay so June June sucks June I think I think the summer months are actually the worst months for sports June, so June July June
1: July and August we're just crossing those off to begin with
0: yeah would well, you agree
1: with goodbye. that goodbye yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay.
0: What comes after August? September. Um, college football starting. It's about it though.
1: NFL starting. Baseball NFL starting. winding down. Yeah. But not done. Not done. Done.
0: At least for you and I as Pirates fans, September it's been hasn't been a good yeah. Baseball. It's been over since July. Yeah. 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 October. College football. All of the sports start up again for the most part. You usually have a sports equinox in there now, nowadays, with the way the schedules are. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, you got the World Series. You've got football, both college and NFL. Basketball is only really like a a couple weeks, or college basketball starts. So October, in there. So March, April, and October, so far. November – like Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving itself, like the football around Thanksgiving yeah. is great, but meh. Nah. And December, college football bowl season doesn't happen. So, on Christmas
1: Day. So, so you're down to what, April and March, and April, and October?
0: April, and October. Of those three, which ones do you like? Which one would you pick?
1: Uh, from a personal, I can, I can smell it, I can picture it. It would be October. Just because those are going to be fall Saturdays at Penn State, I mean yeah, that, that's that's, a good point. that's the big bias for me. I I would think end of March, April. I mean April with baseball season starting, your playoffs, and your other sports winding down, and the stuff we talked about might be more action packed and meaningful. Um, but I'm always one of my one of my sayings at work is you know more isn't better, better is better, um, and October for me might be a better is better month going to get two meaningful penn state football games i'm going to be hopefully getting to watch one at home one other one at home and maybe there's another maybe there's three meaningful penn state football games if i'm lucky but i I can i can smell and taste those you know those football saturdays so that would probably weigh heavily in uh the favor of that month versus the other two in the the spring and early summer i'm
0: thinking about Cause here's the problem. Here's, I almost feel like the more I think about this, I, I almost feel like March is overwhelming. It's like too overwhelming because you've got like, like at one point I had three screens gone and that was just to watch basketball. Then the lightning were playing. So I either had to not have one, one screen on basketball or, and then next weekend you've got like the frozen four, well not the frozen four, but the, the, the men's hockey tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, You've also got, like, the women's tournament going on. You've got all this other stuff. I just So, and I don't know. I feel like, I, I do feel like, once again, like, if the Pirates were better, April would mean more. Mm-hmm. Even though, I guess, April's really the only time. It's good. It's the only time they're good. you got to pay attention. you got to pay attention. But, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I'm, I'm glad we talked this year, because I came into this podcast today thinking, March is the best sports month, but I agree with you. I think October is the best sports
1: month. No, that's probably not good if you're getting convinced by me, but oh. no, we'll you see. made good
0: points. You like because like I think that I do like like I love when there there's a sports equinox. I think that's like those used to never happen, and now they kind of happen a lot more often. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I think in October for me, like again, I'll look at. I looked, and I don't have my book with me, I, I look at the Penn State football schedule and then look at not, that places, like when, like LSU, someday that's on my bucket list to go visit, right? So there's going to, or, or or Army. But, like, there's going to be other big games in October, right? There's going to be other big games that are worth watching that are going to not coincide with the Penn State game, which just makes a Saturday better. And, and football just, for me, I mean, again, there's... it's Football
0: carries it's, a lot of weight.
1: Right. There's just, there's less of it, so every game means more. So that's why i enjoy it like i, I know if uh, if you lose if your team loses it it matters in baseball they can lose 100 times and it may not matter as much between 199 or 180 either way their team's not good yeah they suck
0: okay all right all right here you here you we declare
1: october Here's <laughs> the gavel? gavel um
0: okay all right anything else you want to discuss there no i do no, have a, actually i do have a hot take let me go on hot oh let me go on a hot take okay. so Going back to the point I made about being overwhelmed, I feel like the NCAA needs to space out its championships better. I feel like we've always had this problem where wrestling championships, which I get like, like especially in Pennsylvania and Penn State, whatever, like very tuned into that, and like other places not so much. Like I don't think Texas or California necessarily are. But you got that, and then you've got the men's hockey tournament which gets kind of overshadowed by the basketball tournaments you've got like like, just why not start the season later or earlier I, I don't know that's just my take
1: okay. yeah I, I, well they got all those sports like some are going to overlap but it does feel like you know especially if you got teams who are good or competitive or you're interested in the sports they're just they're just right on top of each other you know so yeah good take
0: okay alright um, right. so this week's young guy, young guy, Old Guy is brought to you by my be- recent Big Lots run where I just went to Big Lots. I was in the, in the checkout aisle and there were bottle caps like, like the candy bottle caps. My, my question to you, Grandpa Steve, is this. Do you think candy was better, because I've heard this from other mm-hmm. old people, was better back when you were younger than it is now?
1: Yes, not even close. That's that's a fair question. Why? Because uh, we had real sugar. We had bigger. We had oh. big, bigger candy we bars and bigger. Sugar. We had bigger candy bars and bigger servings. Like, man, I go to the checkout when when I was a, when I was a child, and we went. For, I don't know why that was freaking English. Holy cow! <laughs> um, I don't know what that was. When, but <laughs> when when we would go to the checkout counter, it was like a a, a rainbow of colors and options and and just goodness. When I walk at the checkout counter now, there are like cliff bars among that stuff. Like, I'm sorry, no kid, like, and I, God bless the parents who are raising their kids on healthy food and whatever else. But like, I hope
0: that they're not listening to this podcast. I hope that I'm friends <laughs> with no one like that.
1: But that's not candy. No. That's not, you know, so I would say, yes, it, it, it was, there was better candy and more options and, you know, full octane sugar. <laughs> that's a thing <laughs> back then. Yes.
0: Okay, so let me, let me ask you some follow-up questions. First off, how much was candy when you were a child?
1: Oh, nothing. Like, come on, it was like 25 cents for a candy bar or something like 50 cents. Okay,
0: so it wasn't at least like a nickel. Like,
1: right, no. You didn't? No.
0: Okay, so you had to spare out some real change for it. Yep, or you had okay. to collect some bottles and take it Second to the store question. and whatever else. Second question, did you, I feel like growing up and hearing stories from like my aunts and uncles and just other people. I feel like people would go to like the corner store or like the previous version of sheets, mm-hmm. and like they would go and they would you would get like a dollar and then you'd walk out with like candy that would last you for the whole week. Is, is that was that a thing?
1: Well, I don't know about the whole up? week, but my, if it was a quarter, right, you're getting four candy bars. I mean, we didn't. I mean, it wasn't like we didn't have a lot of, you know, so you're, you're out in the Western Pennsylvania, we didn't have a lot of pop in our house. Like we didn't have soda, right. whatever your word was. We didn't have a lot of that in the house. So if you got that, it was usually a special occasion or a weekend or a picnic somewhere or whatever else. Or you were on the bus for a team event later, stopping at you know Burger King or McDonald's. Um, I don't know about a week's worth of stuff. But yeah, you could probably get three or four, can- three candy bars for a dollar for sure when I was in, you know sixth grade or whatever that age was so yeah I they just it just seemed and I'm sure there probably weren't as many options as there are now um but there were certainly it seems like the the co- the pro-rated cost of stuff was less and like I see it now like the like the, the what are they 10 ounce bottles of, of soda that places have like the little ones that like that's what they're selling yeah and I'll be like, what? What, what is that? Like, come, you know, and it. I can drink a whole can by myself, like, and or, or not just or decide not to drink it all by myself. Either way, um, so yeah, candy was better. I'll have to check with the Mrs. grandma or the grandma upstairs when this is over to see if I was right, and I'll let you know. But I, I think candy was better. Yes, those aisles were better. Like it was like walking into heaven. You put up with the department store stuff of tagging along with your parents or your mom to know that you were going to win a battle in the checkout line to get some candy. Okay. It was worth it. All
0: right, my, my my last question, and then I'll give my, my takes. My last question is this, what, what were your go-to candies and what were your go-to chocolates? So like, can't say just like a Hershey bar, you gotta say like a Hershey bar and like Mike and Ike's. I don't know if they had those when you were a kid, but.
1: <laughs> they did. Um, I was a heavily chocolate kid, so take me a second on the candies. Um, because and still, if chocolate were not in my diet right now, I'd probably lose a decent part of my diet, which is probably not a good thing. M um, and M's, Reese's peanut butter cups, um, the Reggie bar was really really good for like two summers there when the Reggie bar existed. Um, like Reggie Reggie Jackson? Yes, sir. It was like chocolate. It was peanuts and chocolate and caramel, like a little glob of goodness. Um, of maybe, probably, probably lifesavers and starbursts. In terms of the candy, so like old school, like just hardish candy, and then Starburst were, were new, so probably Life because we didn't, yeah, probably Life Savers and chocolates. Sorry, you know, kind of boring.
0: And you were a Pennsylvania kid, so I, and this might just be where I grew up, but Boyer candy did that have a, yep. a, a special place in your childhood? Because <laughs> like in Altoona, where Boyer candy is made, yep. it is like, it's like Boyer candy, and then like four other layers, and then there's Hershey. It's like Boyer is still king.
1: Yeah, like in northeastern Pennsylvania, like Humming County near Weemsport where I grew up, it, Boyer didn't make it there as much. It was more Hershey's. It was tasty cake stuff in terms of cakey stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so we didn't have that. Not until I got to State College did I get the, the Boyery stuff. And as we would go to Altoona for things or whatever else, like kids when, when the kids were going to Slinky Action Zone later when they were little and uh, we had kids, like that Slinky was part of the zone. trip, you know, so yeah. So how are your candy aisles, or what's okay, your? So, why am I wrong, or or uh, what? So
0: I was thinking about this, and the reason I brought this on was, I, I, ninety nine percent of the time, virtually a hundred percent of the time, I will spring, like I I will get a Reese's to go. I know I say I'm wrong, mm-hmm. whatever. My wife, who is from Hershey, Pennsylvania, probably will yell at me for this, for that. But so I, I like, there are certain candies that like true sugary candies that I ate a lot one of them was bottle caps and I was like I haven't seen bottle caps in a store and that was what made, made me get bottle caps we were driving home from Big Lots and I was eating the bottle caps and I was like these aren't as good sure. and I'm like me, and I know they say that your taste buds change but I distinctly remember them being like next like just top level pure sugar what you needed to get going but I, I don't know I was trying to think about this. Like, I I feel like, for the most part, like, there are some, like, nostalgia things. But, like, I feel like candy's pretty much stayed the same. I actually, surprisingly, weirdly, was not a chocolate person. And I'm still not a very big chocolate person. Like, I did not. Like, people would offer me chocolate milk. I don't think. I think I've had chocolate milk maybe three times in my life.
1: Wow, um, really? Like, chocolate yeah. milk drink. Like, that's a. I will. When we go to tailgates, like, and, and now these kids are in college, our friend's daughter's. But when they would show up at tailgates, they'd show up early and we knew the creamery opened at 8. I'd give them their money for an ice cream cone and my half gallon of chocolate milk and <laughs> say, go get your ice cream cone, but make sure you come back with Uncle Steve's chocolate milk, too. Because I don't need to have any other beverage at a tailgate Saturday. I mean, I can drink that whole thing, which probably, again, not healthy and not good, but it tastes really good. Right now, I know. Sorry. Um,
0: so, okay. So, but I, I was thinking about that, and I'm like, I feel like Reese's have been, been equally as good. Like, I feel like bar is like you can't really go wrong with a Hershey bar I and I as a bad Altoona citizen and a bad altoid did not really enjoy um, boyer candies I don't I, I don't know it's just I'm not a big marshmallow guy um, but yeah, see,
1: we didn't have those
0: but I I was thinking like I mean, I'm trying to think like now I'm stressed because I'm like if I go buy lemon heads like because I haven't had lemon heads in years I'm like Lemonade's going to be terrible. Like, I know Sour Patch Kids have stayed the same, but uh, also that was the other th- question I had. Sour candies, were they a thing when you were young?
1: Yeah, they had like sweet okay. tarts, right? Like those were, they had those and Pez's and what were the Hold big things?
0: cut out one second.
1: So we, right. had, we had sweet tarts, right? Okay. And Pez's, like the Pez dispenser things and, and the Pez. Mm-hmm. And then the bigger sweet tarts, like they, there's like the little crappy ones in the plastic roll that are like kind of concave shaped. But then there's the bigger ones you can get that were, like, round and different. Color. Those were pretty good, too. So we had those. Um, and I do think, I, I think, I think you're probably right about the bottle caps. I'm sure they, I mean, there's a part of me that just believes they tweaked the formula somewhere. And said that just a little less sugar, to keep these people from doing whatever, getting too, you know, too much sweets. And will save people from themselves. And I think that's why our, you know, candy was better. But what do I know? Okay. That's all I wanted
0: to ask. That was, that was what I thought I was thinking about
1: today. So... That's good. All right. All right. I was wrong mm-hmm. i find
0: out you got anything else
1: no anything else now I see? got a craving for some candy though
0: I am I am reading about the Reggie Bar apparently there's a Reggie Beer now oh wow um, the Re- it's a Reggie Bar beer it's made by Leftfield Brew oh it's a peanut butter beer Ooh. wow Ooh. Where,
1: where's Left Field Brewing Company at uh,
0: Toronto okay. so we are probably not getting that
1: Reggie anytime Beer soon. interesting
0: hmm. if anybody can get us some Reggie Bar beer which is a peanut butter chocolate chip uh, we we can have this discussion. I'm I'm currently drinking Hank from Old Mother Brewing Company, my favorite brewery here in Frederick, Maryland. Um, but there's also um, Smoketown, and they make a they came out with a chocolate peanut butter porter, and I, I, I love those. So we should.
1: I know now. I'm getting a craving for that, so I might have to pick some beer up this week. Yeah. Right now, we I filled the the fridge with better beer because people were making fun of me for my Genesee Cream Ale. So I added in. Well, some op- they're probably right though. So I added in some Otto's apricot wheat to like help those people that want something a little different. And now there's probably going to be by tomorrow. Am I going into town tomorrow? By tomorrow the next day, there'll be some chocolate peanut butter beer in there because now I've got a craving.
0: Okay. Still got plenty of the Hershey's Porter. Have way too much of it probably. Um, Speaking of candy. All right. Anyways, that's been the podcast. I'm going to go drink more beer. Um Subscribe and like us on Facebook, and subscribe in the podcasting app. Which, if you made it this far, you probably already subscribed. Um, email the show at 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 stuff summer says, I'm sorry, at stuff summer says podcast at gmail.com. That's stuff summer says podcast at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> Rob and Mary Jean from York, PA, are still on our rundown. They're God still silent. Them. There's got to be somebody. There's got to be somebody that knows of Rob and Mary Jean that are Penn State fans. They don't even have to be from York. I just know that's a thing. <laughs> um, but if you have some feedback, Rob and Mary Jean, or anyone else, give us some feedback there in that email. My Twitter handle Twitter handle is at Stuff Summer says. Your Twitter handle is?
1: At Steve Samson.
0: Cool. Uh, all right. Yeah, I think. That's it. Thanks. Once, twice. All right. Goodbye.